Uh-huh. So tell me this. Um, so I guess now we can talk about the reason why you throw the, throw the food in there with the horse manure and not feed them in a cup. So what's, what's the reason uh, to feed them on the ground in there inside the pen? If, if you will notice, a piece of corn, half little layer, very mm -hmm. clean, thin mm -hmm. little layer, that work like a magnetic smoke. When they touch the ground, chickens right away scratch it and put it together with it with it with the dirt mm -hmm. what is that's gonna do if you grab that that piece of corn mm -hmm. you're gonna see it's already dead you a lot of dust mm -hmm. that dust is iron it's iron yeah okay that's that's what chicken needs okay, okay. natural okay. way okay natural way I'm going to tell you something. If you have a chicken, you run it loose, right? Mm -hmm. Run it loose, natural loose. You're not giving them a cup. You're just throwing the grass. You're right. throwing in one place. Right. That's right. Those, those chickens never get sick. The chicken to get sick is the chicken they're eating in the cup. Oh. A, lot of, a lot of those switches are going to turn off because they're not getting the right vitamin from the, from the, from the earth. Got you, got you. That's okay. gonna make that's gonna make a strong bones. That's gonna make a strong arteries. That's gonna make very thick blood when they get mm. cut. If they got don't you. grow up and they don't have that, you got you just regular chicken. Just got a regular chicken. Yes, you have a, you just you have regular chicken. Hmm. Okay, so the outside layer of the corn, or it, all the feed, but mainly the corn, when you throw oh. it on the ground, all right, it attracts all the particles and the dirt and all that kind of stuff on the ground, which is beneficial to for the bird. For the bird. For the bird. Mm -hmm. Got mm -hmm. you. Got you. Mm -hmm. So, so to, to go back, because I want to make sure we answer this guy's question, one of the viewers' question. Um, is the sand, could the sand be a replacement for the dirt for them taking the dust baths? I know you kind of talked a little bit about depending on if the sand is fine or something like that, but is it, is it some type of sand would you suggest if they don't have access to the dirt, could they use sand as a substitute? And if the answer is yes, what type of sand? Uh, yes, you can use sand, but uh, you have to find... Um, a same, one of those things in the Spanish word they use for, for do construction. It's right. very, Constru it's very yep. fine. Mm -hmm. Can use that because that they can put it inside the feather. They produce mm -hmm. more humidity on it. Right. Okay. And it's they can compress it. it. Okay. Yeah, it's too thick. They're not gonna. They're not gonna work. It's not gonna work. So you need a finer sand that they use in construction. Mm -hmm. Is it like the sand they use to make concrete? This, the concrete is more more thick. Okay. It's the it's the one they use when they when they do blocks, and then when they do like a deco. Creeks. Okay. 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 All right. I got that you. That sand. That kind of sand. So a finer coarse sand is what you want if you don't have the access to the dirt. Or 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 you can get the other sand 
but you can make your own manure. You know, you can go and pick it up, you know, a, a lot of, um, I say, probably a lot of vegetables mm -hmm. and put it in one of those green barrel uh, tank, mm -hmm. 55 gallons, mm -hmm. and, and, and get a nice uh, black dirt, put okay. it together, cover okay. it with a plastic bag. Okay. Or, you know, I say two months. Okay. Put it in the, in the sun. Okay. And when the, you come out of that, you're going to see this is a, one of the best uh, manure you can find for put in the garden. Oh, so that's that's another option then. I mean, that's a great option. So so if they don't have the access to the manure, right? You saying mm -hmm. that you can just kind of make your own compost, which is scraps that's from right. vegetables, scraps mm -hmm. from vegetables, some nice dark dirt in a mm -hmm. in a fifty five gallon drum, cover it with a plastic black bag, and just mm -hmm. leave it out there in the sun. And then mm -hmm. a month later, you can use mm -hmm. that because a fifty five gallon and mix it. Okay, I got you. And mix, and mix it, that and mix with sand. Like, yeah, one barrel of that, one barrel of the sand. They can probably, you can put a, let's say, and I don't know how big the, the pen's going to be, but I, right. let's, let's, for example, four by four. Okay. Uh, you can use like a one barrel, one okay. wheelbarrow for okay. each one. That's it. One wheelbarrow for each one. Okay. That's it. Okay. All right. Got you, got you, got you, got you. So this, this has been... Look, all of this information is extremely, extremely good. So what I want to do is also, too, because we've been on the phone, I don't know if you realize, already over an hour. So really? Yeah. <laughs> I got the timer right here, so I know how long we've been on here. We've been on here over an hour. So let's talk a little bit about the understanding the genetics, because you, you, mm -hmm. you gave me some extremely great information, and I want to make sure that they're, they can get, at, you know, they listen to this information. So... Um, we, you talked about the genetics, and let's talk about, you said it got 78 chromosomes, right? That's right. That's right. Let's talk about who does the hen, who, what qualities come from the hen, what qualities come from the rooster? Like in the sex of a, a chicken, who determines the sex of the chick? The hen. Okay, the hen determines the sex of the chick. Okay. Yes. We talked about like some body parts. Where, mm -hmm. who determined, where does the chick get the lungs from? The rooster from the or the- From the mother. From the mother. So, so the mm -hmm. chick get his lungs from the mother. Yeah, your lungs belong to your mother, not from your father. Ah. Now that's really, so tell me something, doctor. How do y'all, how, how, how do the scientists, how do y'all know that? Like, how do y'all break it down and understand, like, what body parts come from what parent? Because, because only the mother, they can produce. This the mother who got the, the, the microchromia. Okay. okay. Men, they don't, we don't have it. So okay. we can produce it. Okay. So the microchromia is what the hen mm -hmm. has that the rooster don't have. That's right. Okay. Oh, man. I think his battery might have died. I think his battery might have died. But this has been an extremely good interview. Um, hold on, guys. I'm going to see if I can bring him in. Let me see if I can bring him in, bring him back. Oh, man. Hey, guys, I hope you are really, really enjoying this interview. Um, it's been some extremely good information. 
and we were really getting down to the nitty gritty. We've been on here over an hour. I know when I talked to him earlier, him and I had had some long conversations, um, you know, uh, uh, today. And both of us was running our batteries down and we were both racing to get our phones plugged up. But he did tell me uh, that his battery was only like at 40 percent uh, before we got on the phone. Um, Cologne, hey, brother, this is a, 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 oh, here he come. He's coming back in. He's coming back in. Hold on, brothers. This is going, this is a good one. We're about to talk about some nitty gritty on some genetics now. We getting on down, making this thing happen. This information, I'm telling you, we letting all the secrets out. Journey to the Pit is the university for cockers. It's the Harvard. Did you, did your battery die? They're going to die very soon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, listen, because I know I, I, I told them that when you had to get knocked off that your, that your battery was dying. We're going to start talking about genetics really quick. But if your battery died, we don't get to finish it. Would you be willing to come on next Friday so we can finish up whatever we don't finish tonight? Sure. Okay. All right. Great. So, guys, y'all hear it. He's back. We're going to talk about genetics. Well, we get cut off because his battery is going to die. We're going to have him come back on next Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern time like we always do it. So now let's get it so we can get as much information as possible. So microcomiac, pronounce that. What do you say the hen has that, that the rooster don't have? The microchondriac. Microchondriac. Okay, yeah. so the hen has the microchondriac. And what does the microchondriac determine? The sex, the body parts, what does it determine? That's, that's the one they send the power to the chickens because that's go to the ligaments. That was the cells, okay? That's okay. the one that produces the strong cells, okay? So from there is when they go, um, like, for example, for the lungs, okay? Only the mother can produce the lung, and the lung is the power. Okay. Okay? The, and the same thing with the diseases, the okay. cat not produce diseases, the hand to produce the diseases. Okay? Wow. Man, we can't produce diseases. It's the hand produce diseases. That's why it's so important, the health and the hands, before you put it to the program. Wow, now that is something. Now that's deep right there. So basically, if you're getting, you know, sickly chicks, right? Or, or, or you mm -hmm. see, you know, you're getting chicks with, with imperfections and stuff like that. A lot of that is the result of the hen. And the hen. Like, like raw nutrition. Okay, that's all together. So you need to have that mitochondria very strong. That's why you need to have those chickens without stress. You need those chickens to have good life, good fly pens, you know, mm -hmm. where they can stretch. Mm -hmm. you, you have to see the face and the chicken very, very shiny, very red. Okay, mm -hmm. if you see a hen... They have the face like uh, one of those um, uh, lights uh, in the street. They go like mm -hmm. a yellow, blue, and green. Right, right. So, something's wrong. Something's, something's wrong. wrong. Something's wrong. You need, you need to be serious, the warmer, and then fast. Got okay? you. Sometimes they, sometime they got a lot of blood suckers, and you need to use, you know what I mean, like diameter earth and them. That's what can kill them or some topic, you know. Right. The right. warmer, you know. Right, right. Because sometimes those, they eat a lot, they, they suck a lot of blood on them 
and then the system is starting to shut down a lot of things. Shut down. Shut down. I already know we're going to have to do another interview because I want you to talk about, we're going to finish this, but I want you to talk back about, about how important those genetic switches are, how oh, they yeah. turn off and on. So oh, that's very important. People need to know how that thing works because that depends that you move to the next level when you check. Right. Okay. So the hen produces, so you said the microcomb reacts, which is produced the ligaments, the lungs, um, the sex, the power. Mm -hmm. and the, okay. So tell me what does, what role does the cock play in a reproduction, you know, uh, of the chick, you know, body structure, anything like that. Do they play any role in that? Yes. Phenotype. The, the phenotype. Phenotype has come from the cock and the way, the, the way, the typically way they perform, that's going to come from the cock. Okay. Okay. So the health comes from the hen, the performance mm -hmm. comes from the cock. That's right. I got you. I got you. So, so if you got disease, problem with diseases and stuff like that, a lot of that's that's a result of the hen. The, the hens, yeah. The hen pick it up, not not the rooster. And the and the not hen the is the one they be and the hen is be able to able to, to transfer it in the eggs to the chicks. Got you. That's why it's so important. Um, that's why it's so important uh, that the hen health, first, both birds need to be in complete top health, but that's, that's right. why it's even more important, the, um, hen. the hen, the hen. That's, that's, that's exactly right. Wow. So, so again, we went over a lot of stuff tonight, and, and we're going to have to finish this interview next week because I want to revisit a lot of those topics. I mean, I, I really want to revisit a lot of those topics because I want you to talk more about the epigenetics, how, how the environment, real quick, because we're going to mm -hmm. try to get some more stuff in before your phone dies with the epigenetics. Mm -hmm. So in a, in a chicken's role does the environment play? I'm having connection uh, issues, too, on my end. But how big of a role does the environment play in a chicken's life? Like genetics play a role, environment play a role. How much would you say genetics and then environment? Genetics is 50%. Environment is the other 50%. So the environment 50, is just 50. as important 50-50. So the environment is just as important as the genetics. That's right. That's exactly and, right. And, 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 and also, too, so that means, and I'm just for an example, that means somebody doesn't need to go out here and buy a $1,000 rooster and a $1,000 hen and don't have the right environment for them. The, the first thing you need to know is that you, you have to provide them good environment if you want to make those, those birds the sibling get better than them. Okay. The otherwise you might gonna the otherwise you might gonna gonna call a year later, say hey what you give me, it was not good. This thing is not working. Right. Okay. They work they work for the breeder who give it right. to you, 
for they're not working for you because right. they brought the bird a different environment. Probably you don't have the knowledge how raising them. You don't know mm -hmm. how much protein they need. You right. don't know how much, for, for example, how much space they need, uh -huh. okay, for growing. Mm -hmm. Remember, this, this, this is not for, for the bodega bird that you're growing. Right. You're growing a, you're growing a warrior here. A warrior, so, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They need to stretch their wing. They need to fly high. They need mm -hmm. to run. They need to scratch deep. They, they want those legs strong. They want strong. the thigh. They want the thigh very strong because mm -hmm. they cut. They cut for the thigh. They not cut for the shame. They cut for the thigh. I got you. I got you. If that hmm. thigh is not strong enough, if that sciatic nerve is not strong enough, you not have a good cutting ability. That's why you suggest wild back and bird. The wider the back, the more strong, the more power they have. And then also, too, to talk about, because I know we talked about this earlier, was the fact that, like you said, you have to breed the body for the purpose of Weapon. The the style, the weapon, the right? Style. The, the style. The that's style. Right. Right. So that's you right. got to breed that's it. Right. So so in in some some styles, you might want a, a a little narrow, you know, like a little narrower back than a wider back. Or would you say it's in your opinion, it's across the board a wider back? Well, it depends on the weapon that you use. Okay. Usually, in American way, they have to be very big breath because the weapon they use they they need that that's the cushion who's gonna mm -hmm. prevent to not kill you right away mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. american blood they usually shuffle a lot right and they're not able to close the leg because too much chest the breast oh. is too big and they're not crossing it gotcha like this, a bodybuilder like a bodybuilder yeah. who has this is in her way Mm -hmm. If you go postiza, you have to have the kill bone outside. That's when mm -hmm. you can cut across and, and gotcha. get deep on it. Deep if you got it. a lot of chest, if you got a lot, a, a lot of muscles here, you're not going nowhere. You might, gotcha. you might, you might, you might going to be ending like losing it, like well, both lay up. Let's say the concha. <laughs> 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 the concha. Hey. So basic so so it goes back to like you say, you know, some require a wider back, but but again, depending on your style, you have to your style needs to reflect your body structure, right? The wing go by the style. The tail go by the style. Send the hackle go by the style. Wow. Huh. So the wings, the feather, and a hackle go by the style. That's right, sir. Okay, so explain to us, like, why? Or, like, why the wing and why the hackle? And... Uh, for American blood, they have to have wide and long wing and long mm -hmm. tail, very perfect tail, because that's the balance for the bird in the air, fast. Mm -hmm. Those birds are five pounds over. Mm -hmm. They have to have a strong wing for holding a piece of meat that weighs five pounds, mm -hmm. let's say for 
five, seven, even for 10 seconds in the air, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. shoveling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. All that coming from the chest and wing. The tail opens just for holding it in the air. Like balancing like, it in the air. Just like hawks does. Just like a hawk. Yeah. So a hawk does the same thing. The hawk do the same thing. The tail is the game, the maneuver where they go. Mm -hmm. The tail and the rooster do the same thing, but the rooster is not flying like a hawk. Right. The tail just open, the wing is spread, and they get together. And then that moment, they hold all the air, and the only thing you see is the leg, shoop, 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 try to go in and out. And they not go like that. They go like this. Oh, like a sizzler. Like a, I got you. I got you. For a pastiza, it goes like this. A pastiza go like this. Entonces, some people, they get confused. They think because they crawl and they got nice feather and they fight beautifully, they think they are the same bird and they're not. They they're got not. Yes. They, they have 78 chromosomes, even they got different blood. But what happened is one got built for one weapon and the right. other one got built for another weapon. Right. For you to, for you do that transaction to mm -hmm. cross them, both of them, they're going to mm -hmm. take, for you get a good result, probably going to take you four years. Four years, but it can be done. It can be done, but you need to eliminate this chest. The breast. Na naturally. Naturally. Through okay. genetics. Through genetic, through genetic, not feed. To genetic, not feed. Got you, got you, got you. So it typically you, takes about four years for you to kind of fine-tune or at least see the result of what you've been working towards. And when you're crossing two different blood, yes. Because from there, you have to use your clinic vision. And what do you want? Okay. Because re remember, if you have a set of birds, let's say Spaniel birds, mm -hmm. and you get a set of American birds, mm -hmm. you changing, you changing, you changing 50% of what you got for 50% of what you bring it in. Mm -hmm. Okay? So mm -hmm. if you got your bird in the nice program, canceling making it like a line blood at it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this guy have the same program that you have. Mm -hmm. When you crossing over, mm -hmm. the only thing you're going to see is who tied the blood be more defined work and line. That's going to mm -hmm. show up. Who, who got a strong genes, that's mm -hmm. what you're going to see. And the phenotype. And the phenotype. That's what you're going to see. Right. And the right. phenotype. That's going to be dominant on it. Okay. So the recessive gene is there waiting, right. waiting to get dominant to show up. They might never show up. Okay. But along, along, you keep the strong. It's a strong for a reason. Right. Okay. Always I suggest go with a strong gene. It's a okay. strong for a reason. Okay. 
Always I suggest that. Never go for something that's recessive. Never go for that. Because it might never show up again. Might never show up again. And it's a recessive because it's in the downside. It's weak. Oh, okay. I got you. So a recessive gene is basically a weak gene that pops up when there's really no resistance. That's right. The only you pops up when there's no resistance on it. So when there was no dominant gene on it, the, the, the resistance then it came out. Come out. Then it come out. That's right. Got you. That's, it's, that's... It's, 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 it's simple like that. If, if I have two pieces of glasses, right? Mm -hmm. If I have two pieces of glasses and I put it together, the only thing you're going to see is one piece of glasses. Okay? Got you. Right. Like that. You only see one. You're not going to see two. You're going to see one. Right. But in those pieces of glasses, I get this and put it up front. You're never going to see it again because this is a strong. The color of this is a strong. Okay. It's not clear anymore. Okay. The only, the only you're going to see it is when the this is not there. Got you. So that recessive, so your hands is the recessive gene and the, and the, oh man, I think, uh, well, it looks like that clicked out. Let's see if we can bring them on back in. Guys, I hope y'all really enjoyed this uh, interview. Like I said, you know, Journey to the Pit, we don't let you down, man. We, we, we are creating, nurturing, and building the next generation. Um, listen, like I say, guys, we're going we gonna, to, hopefully he can come back on tonight. But if, he, if we're not able to get him back on tonight, uh, he will be on next Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please post uh, any questions that you might have uh, in the comments. This way we can give the doctor, um, we, can, we can have him address those questions for next week. Um, so this way we can get all the answers because obviously, guys, y'all know I, can't, uh, uh, I cannot look at the comments and, and ask him the questions because we'll never get through the interview. So if y'all guys have any questions um, that y'all wanna ask the doctor, please put them in the comments and then we'll go through these comments and we'll make sure um, that we, you know, we'll make sure that we ask the doctor to address these uh, comments, um, questions in the comments for next week. So again, if y'all guys got questions that y'all want to ask the doctor, um, please put them in the comments because we can make sure that he address them next week. Obviously, you know, we've been on here over an hour. His battery uh, died, um, but I had a great opportunity talking with the doc. We probably talked a couple hours a day anyway. Yeah, we was on for an hour and a half. So we were on for an hour and a half. His battery died, but we're going to have him on next week. Um, so again, um, the information just like all of the interviews. And I think um, different people take different things from different interviews. And that's the reason why it's so important. And I try so hard to bring on a variety of different uh, guests because you never know what somebody out there watching need. You know, one guy might need some information on, um, you know, health, uh, worming regimen or vitamin regimen or how to work an incubator or how to, you know, everybody needs something different. So I try to bring on a variety of guests. Um, my brother Cologne, man, he, he introduced me to the doctor, um, sent me some videos and stuff like that on him. I reached out to him. As y'all guys can see, he's extremely knowledgeable. 
he's he's not just book smart. He is a, a veterinarian and he also has a master's in genetics. And he said he, that's why he went back to get a master's in genetics is because just being a veterinarian didn't teach him enough about genetics. You know, to become a veterinarian, it touches on a lot of different things, but he wanted to be a master in something. And um, and like I say, genetics was something that he was extremely interested in, and he did not get what he wanted from veterinarian school. So he went back to school and got a master just in genetics. So this guy's a real deal. And not only that, the guy is active. You know, he's out here. So what he's talking about is just not being done in a lab. What he's talking about is being done out in the field. So that's the great thing about it. You know, um, he does a lot. He, he actually also does classes every three months. He goes to Mexico. He does a class in Mexico every three months. Um, and uh, like I say, you know, him coming on, he'll be back on next week. This information was extremely good. And I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you, I know some of y'all guys might be taking this Journey to the Pit series for granted. But I promise you, if you go back, because Journey to the Pit, we have recorded hours and hours and hours of uh, interviews, hours of interviews. If a beginner or even an experienced cocker, if you go back and you watch all of these interviews from the beginning to the end, you would be amazed of the amount of information that has been disclosed on Journey to the Pit. And it's not about fighting chickens. It's about raising, creating, nurturing, improving game fowl. You know, it, it's, it's not about fighting chickens. It's about everything else. It's about what our journey is all about. Creating healthy, strong game fowl. You know, making it a better for the next generation and the next generation and next generation. And then, always, and then also giving every game foul breeder out there a fair shot. You know what I mean? It's a lot of uh, 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 guys out there, new, newbies. Now I say newbies because they're not all young. Some guys have gotten to the game foul at a, at a later age like myself. I got into game foul in my 30s. Um, but, you know, some of, some of y'all guys been blessed. Y'all got into it, uh, you know, when y'all was kids. Um, but, again, for the newbies, um, this information is extremely beneficial because it almost levels the playing field. It doesn't take away the fact that you got to go out there and do the hard work. You still got to put in the work now. You still got to put in the work. But this era, right now, Journey to the Pit is giving you access to information that even five years ago you probably would never have had. You know, actually a year ago, two years ago, you probably would have never, never had. So understand that Journey to the Pit is giving you the opportunity to level the playing field. You no longer have to, you know, uh, you know, buy chickens to try to build a relationship in order to get little bits and pieces of information. And not saying anything wrong with that. No disrespect at all. And I'm not saying anything is wrong with that method. But everybody doesn't have the opportunity to do that. Everybody doesn't have money to buy the, you know, uh, chickens and, and, and everybody are not living in close proximity to some you know successful breeders and then again successful breeders are already extremely busy either they're working full-time jobs and taking care of the farm or they have really big farms and they they totally tied up taking care of the farm so journey to the pit opened up a huge avenue for guys who do not have 
access to mentors, who doesn't have access to, to successful breeders, who can't drive down the street and go to successful breeder house and start feeding and watering and stuff like that so they can learn. Dude, I don't know if y'all guys realize, but we have hours and hours of Journey to the Pit interviews with some very successful uh, game fowl breeders from all sizes. They're not all big. They're big, small, and medium. They got full-time guys, and they have full guys who work full-time jobs and then take care of their chickens. So again, the information is across all spectrums. Everybody can learn something from one of these interviews. One interview you watch, you might not learn anything. But another interview you watch, you might learn a lot. So every interview might be exactly what you need, but not exactly what I need. So I just encourage y'all guys, man, to understand and don't take it for granted. The fact that this information that y'all guys are getting, it, it doesn't, it, believe me, you, you have to, do not take it for granted. You got to appreciate it because I promise you, many, many of y'all guys would never have, never get access to this information. Um, and again, I'm getting access from this information just on relationships I have, you know, and I greatly appreciate everybody who has came on this show. I greatly appreciate everybody who has lined up an interview for me, you know, because a lot of these guys, I don't even know, like I never knew them until I was suggested or introduced to them from another cocker. So, you know, I'm extremely grateful to those people, you know, who have done that, uh, you know, who have done that, uh, uh, for me. Um, but again, guys, like I say, it's, uh, this information is priceless. We're going to have the doctor on, um, next week. And like him and I, we have talked for hours. It's just amazing. We have talked for hours. Uh, Cologne had, had, had introduced me to him like some months back and, and he called me. He's like, Hey, you ever reach out to the doctor? And I was like, man, you know, I didn't got so much stuff going on and I didn't reached out to him. And, and like I say, we just start talking and talking and talking and talking. And he gave me a whole different outlook on a lot of different things. I mean, a lot of different things. Um, and is actually going to make me change my program in a lot of different ways because not only is, is, the, is the information, is the fact that it's make logical sense, it has scientific information behind it, and it's been field tested. Um, and a lot of the stuff he talk about a lot of the game fowl breeders that we have had on the show, they already know how to do this stuff. They might not knew this scientific reason why what they was doing was working so well, but they already know how to do it. A lot of these breeders that, actually all these breeders that we had on the show, they all know how to breed. Um, yes, that's what I'm talking about, Kel. Um, uh, uh, they all um, know how to produce great, consistent, healthy game fowl. You know, all these people that we had on the show, they, they know how to do that. But what was great about the doctor is, is he's explaining to us why they're able to do that. Like he's giving us the back door, the scientific reasoning of why these successful game fowl breeders today and back in the 50s, 60s, on the 1800s. You know, it's all the same. Like he said, chickens are all the same, period. You know, and you can get a, he, like he said, you can get a good chicken from anywhere from the man down the street. If, if he has all the other stuff that goes in line now, now, now he's not saying now, you can just walk down to Fred's, Bob's or Pedro's and just grab a chicken off the yard. No, he's not saying that. So don't take his words out of context. If you listen to the whole interview, he's just saying that 
a chicken is 78 chromosomes and that's going to be the same in any chicken no matter what where you see this chicken on earth now if you listen to the rest of the interview he'll describe what separates the chickens because they all got 78 chromosomes but why is this one better than than that one why this breeder's chicken is better than that breeder's chicken you know what i mean or why yours are not as good as his or why this hatch that you have this season is better than last season that's the information that the doctor is on here explaining to us from a scientific um from a scientific uh standpoint and like he said you can they can take this and we're going to talk about this next week he's going to talk about how they take their genes to the lab and break down these genes and look inside these genes and these chromosomes and he can determine exactly um all kinds of things about a chicken from their DNA, the same thing like 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 uh, they can do in humans. They can look at our DNA and see if we more likely to have cancer or we got some type of you know disease in our genes and all that kind of stuff. That's what he's talking about. And next week, I, when he come on, I'll make sure that he talks about how in the lab, how they analyze these genes. They analyze the hen genes. I mean, who knew? I don't. I didn't know. I didn't know the lungs on a chicken came from the hen. I didn't know that. You know, it's a lot, you know, it's, it's just amazing. Uh, 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 and, and, and understanding from a scientific standpoint and it being field tested, you know, he even, like he say, breaking it down ge genetically, how the structure of the birds come into place. So this interview was bananas because, again, he gave me a deeper understanding of why all the people that we had on prior were successful. That's, that's what this interview did. This interview gave us a, under, a deeper understanding of why all of the special guests we had on up until today, why they are successful. He gave us a scientific answer of why all those people are successful. Why they're winning, why they're producing top quality birds, why their birds are healthy, why they're consistently producing season after season after season. He gave us a scientific answer of why all the guests that we have on, why they're able to do what they do. And what's amazing about it was, um, what's amazing about it was, the, all the special guests that we had up until today, they know what they're doing. They might not know the scientific, uh, you know, language behind it or the scientific breakdown behind it, but they know what they're doing because that's why they're able to produce what they're able to produce. So just because they don't know the, 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 you know, the scientific language for it or the chromosomes and the laboratories and all that, that don't mean they don't know what they're doing. No different than back in the 1800s and all that, which back then, you know, 1800s and all that is, is how they learn genetics. You know, it ain't just, they ain't just learn about genetics, but it's amazing how you have a veterinarian that, can take what he learned in school, then go get a master in genetics, and then look at the stuff in the field and mix it and put it all together just to get a deeper understanding of why things are working and why things are not working. That's all he said he wanted to do. He was so curious and that's why he went to college. You know, and then, you know, finishing veterinarian school, he's like, hey, that didn't teach me enough about genetics. I need to know more about genetics. And, and, and he went back and got a master in genetics. But it's just amazing, like even with the, the like we all, so many people know that having horse manure in the stalls work, 
But a lot of us didn't know why it worked. We just know that it worked. But he just explained from a scientific standpoint why it worked. We know it, you know, all y'all guys who have used it know it works. Y'all all know it works. Y'all been knowing it working for the, you know, last 10 decades. Y'all know it worked. But he gave us a scientific reason of why it worked. And that is what is extremely important because the better you understand something, the better you understand something, the, the better you can use it to your benefit. You know, and, and it's like the 362 program, you know, Journey to the Pit 362. The better you understand how to breed a chicken, raise a chicken, care for a chicken, you're gonna automatically know almost how to point a chicken. Because in order for you to be successful up until that point, you have to be in tune with that. You have to be in tune. You should be able to read that bird after three, excuse me, after 362 days, if you're spending the right amount of time and you're doing all the things that all these successful breeders have done, you should be able to read that bird. about the bird. You know, it's gonna educate you about the bird. And if you're educated and you're in tune with the bird, then nobody will really have to teach you too much about the last three. You can kind of figure that out on your own. So um, again, guys, like I say, post your questions in these comments um, so we can get the doctor on next week. Don't forget it, uh, Friday, um, 9 p.m. Eastern, also, too, don't forget, we're going to have the uh, Journey to the Pit 362, the last uh, students. We're going to do their first week interview. We didn't get them on Friday or Sunday, so we're going to get them this Sunday. So we're going to have the last few guys that we didn't, wasn't able to get on. They're going to talk to us about their first week, how their life has been going with this mentoring program, how things have been changing, how the relationship is with their mentor, you know, what they have learned. So that's going to be great. So tune in on that. We'll do that, say, Sunday at 8 p.m. Uh, Sunday at 8 p.m. We'll do their interviews. Again, uh, we'll have the doctor back on um, Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, Journey to the Pit. I'll repost it again. Um, this will be part two. And again, just like I say, post in the comments if you have any questions um, that you would like the doctor to address. Please reach out to him. Follow him. Like him. You know, let him know you appreciate him coming on and giving his valuable information. You know, some of y'all guys may take it for granted, you know, but I think the majority of us, we all appreciate it. I think this is a great thing. I want to thank him for coming on tonight. I want to thank all y'all supporters out there watching. You know, it's all it's all for y'all. Um, again, um, just tune in. Follow me. You know, if you can't comment on a video, just send me a, a, a PM because uh, I can't, you can't comment on a video if you're not on my friends list. My friends list is maxed out, so send me a message if you have anything you wanna ask me. Everybody knows I respond back to all my messages. I respond back to every comment. Um, but other than that, I got a road trip I'll be going down, see tomorrow. Hopefully I'll be seeing y'all guys tomorrow. Some of y'all, some of y'all viewers tonight, I'll be seeing y'all tomorrow at this event. Um, it'll be a pleasure. Uh, look forward to putting some faces with names tomorrow. I got a long trip, so I'm about to tune on out tonight so I can get me some sleep and uh, jump on this road in the morning. Hopefully, I'll see some of y'all guys tomorrow. But remember, 
post in the comments, share the video, uh, 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 post your questions. Make sure you reach out to the doctor and thank him for coming on tonight. It was some unbelievable information. Y'all guys will see him next week, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Relook at this video if you just tuned in. And uh, also remember, uh, 8 p.m. Sunday, we'll be uh, interviewing the last few uh, students from the 362 mentoring program. So at the end of the day, man, uh, this was an awesome video. I thank y'all guys for watching, and I will see y'all soon. Have a great evening. God bless. Stay focused. Stay positive. Stay blessed. We'll talk to you soon.